This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The sun has been shining brightly over Mansfield today, but sadly there's been an underlying chill in the air when it comes to the results on the pitch, as hopes of back-to-back victories have been dashed by the reality of back-to-back defeats. Stags boss John Dempster has had a testing time following needless and petulant comments made to him by fans on Tuesday, but he knows deep down it's time for some positively channelled fight from his players as trip to Port Vale awaits this weekend. Today is set about implementing changes with the departure of three members of the backroom staff that remains firmly focused on the task at hand. I felt it was important to get the group together yesterday, um, firstly to discuss things, um, for the, you know, the, the plan going forward, making sure we're clear and concise, um, reminders of what's expected. The players too seem on board as star striker Danny Rose puts his finger on Mansfield's poor start to the campaign. We've, we've sat back after the red card as, as teams do and we've tried trying to kind of go off set piece or anything like that and unfortunately it's not happened. Um, so we just need to learn from our mistakes now and we need to go into Saturday, keep 11 players on the pitch as, as much as we can and just go in there and need a big performance from the lads. Can Mansfield bounce back? Who takes the blame for the Cambridge drubbing? And which player will stand up and be counted? Let us know your thoughts, as always, in the comments during the live feed, which tonight is a man short-ish. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. Well, when I said man short-ish, I didn't expect it to be a one-man show. Um, first and foremost, good evening, welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast. No, Cam and Nathan have not turned invisible. Uh, Nathan can't be with us tonight, uh, as he's got a prior engagement, although we will hear from him. And thankfully, I'm glad we recorded something with Nathan earlier, otherwise there would have been no show at all. If anybody has seen or heard from Cam, please let me know as soon as you can. We might rib him on this show, we might give him his fair amount of stick. Uh, but right now I am genuinely concerned for his welfare as I was supposed to pick him up uh, what 
uh, half an hour ago and I was waiting for 20 minutes he didn't show up and didn't answer any of my calls so uh, in typical Mansfield Town fashion it seems at the moment things seem to be going wrong uh, so I will try and get through the show as best as I can on my own uh, for the next probably half an hour or so where we'll hear from John Dempster and Danny Rose as always as well and um, we are live so please do use the uh, opportunity as we always would uh, to have your say on your team um, I can't have a discussion with myself so I'm very much relying on you guys tonight uh, to get those comments in uh, and have your say on your team and everything which has been happening over the last week or so uh, where do I start then um, first and foremost um, it's uh, one of those where it's been two defeats on the spin one thing we didn't perhaps expect and two performances which you certainly would question the the uh, obviously the one at Crawley on um, on Saturday a soft goal leads to a defeat and then on Tuesday night it was a completely different kettle of fish entirely oh, very very strange the first half I felt we played some great football and uh, the second half well it all went downhill after that tackle didn't it well first and foremost let's get some of your um, some of um, some of your uh, comments read. Uh, you can call off the call the um, the uh, search for Cam because he's just replied. Uh, some personal business has popped up and he unfortunately couldn't make it and couldn't get to his phone to let me know. So he's fine. He is alive. Uh, I will kill him later. Um, so uh, Roger says evening lads. Love to see where the others are. Uh, what Tuesday night, lol. Um, Jamie says there's no fight in the team or the management. Uh, and do you think we'll climb the table? I don't think we will. For me, I think we will. I think it, it will come if, if we play the way we played on Tuesday night, especially in the first half. I think it will probably click. But so many things and so many factors seem to be going wrong at the moment. It's just not quite. It's just not quite working. Bit of a weird one. Bit of a strange one. Um, some people were talking about um, Chris Coleman uh, today. Uh, some comments coming through. Uh, on that a lot of rumours going around social media that he could be installed as the, the next manager rumours are an interesting thing I tend to stay away from them um, but you never know a name that's out there a bit of an odd bit of an odd one we'll come to that in a little bit um, very strange one very strange indeed and um, it's enough that's enough from me to ramble for a couple of minutes or so uh, let's get the thoughts of Stag's boss John Dempster on uh, the week which has just gone and his thoughts ahead of Saturday a trip to Port Vale, whether players will stand up and be counted and whether the Stags can turn this season on its head. Here's Stags boss John Dempster. We understand there's um, restlessness um, around and we understand that we need to pick things up without a doubt and that's an understatement. Um, but we're going to go into to Saturday the same as we went into Tuesday night with a positive mindset. Um, we're going to play on the front foot like we did at Crawley. Uh, and we're going um, to Port Vale to score goals and win a football match. And um, the players that want to be a part of that um, will, will, will feature. The, the players that want to stand up and be counted as men will feature. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how people react um, when, when there's adversity. Who's going to, be, like I say, stand up and be counted? Who's going to fight? Who's going to produce the goods? Who's going to perform? Um, so I'm really looking forward to Saturday. I felt it was important to get the group together yesterday. Um, firstly, to discuss things, 
um, you know, the, the plan going forward, making sure we're clear and concise, um, reminders of what's expected. Um, but also we wanted to get some work into the players that didn't feature as heavily on Tuesday night. Um, so they worked, the boys that played did, did a session, um, mindful of, you know, that, that they covered a lot of, of ground on Tuesday night. Um, but no, it was it was uh, an opportunity to come in together and um, speak openly and honestly, get some work in, uh, draw a line under Tuesday night, take the positives um, because anybody with any kind of footballing experience knows that um, it felt good on Tuesday. Uh, we, we, we were playing well and we want more of the same on Saturday, except, you know, results have got to take an upturn. There's no doubt about that. We're not we're not stupid. Um, I've been in football a long time, you know, people may see me as inexperienced, but I've been in professional football for over 20 years. Um, I've been promoted out of this league twice, so I know what it takes. And uh, we're not a million miles away. Uh, people will look at the league table and think we are. Externally, people will be looking and thinking, you know, they're underachieving and they're spot on. But uh, I'm telling you now, we're not we're not far off. Um, we had people at the Watchport Vale on Tuesday night. Uh, they lost to Exeter by two goals late on. And th there was nothing in the game, absolutely nothing in the game. And Exeter flying high at the top of the league unbeaten. Um, uh, we'll, we'll start climbing this league table. Yeah, mark my words. Stags boss John Dempster speaking early today to iFollow Stags. You can watch that in full by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Do bear with us uh, a little bit tonight. It's a very weird feeling uh, when I look across the room and um, don't see Cam and Nathan. Uh, we will hear from Nathan in just a minute and get his thoughts uh, on the week so far. No Cam, unfortunately, last minute uh, had to uh, drop out. Uh, hence why I went to the Dempster audio uh, uh, early just to make sure that he's okay and he is. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Really want to hear from you tonight. Anything you want to ask, anything you want to say. Uh, I'm going to try and remain as, as balanced as uh, I possibly can, which is, uh, as, as I'm sure you know, a very, very hard thing to do when it's just you uh, on your own talking. So it might not last uh, as long as the podcast usually does. And for that, I can only uh, apologise. Uh, interesting comments from John Dempster in there. I've written a few notes down here early, uh, earlier whilst he was uh, uh, talking there. Um, the players that want to stand up and be counted as men is uh, who he talks about for selection uh, on Saturday. And I think the question I would be asking Cam and Nathan if they were here right now um, is about whether those players uh, who... What about those players who aren't being you know who aren't standing up and being counted is there some rumor is there some form of not wanting to play is there some form of uh, dressing room with rebellion in there certain players not wanting to to turn up and stand up and be counted because that is not what you want that's the the downward spiral um, so let us know your thoughts on that obviously news today as well um about the uh, departures of the three backroom staff which is i suppose brings a little bit of context to these rumors uh, surrounding Chris Coleman, the former Fulham manager, uh, of course. Uh, Ian Pledger, uh, Dan Ashby and uh, Taylor, the um, fitness coach, uh, Daryl Taylor that is, uh, have all left their post today. It's the second time in uh, around three months that they've left the club, of course. Some of you may remember that they left alongside David Flickcroft and Ben Futcher when they uh, departed the club at the end of last season. Bit of an interesting one at the time. I remember speaking to Nathan and Cam about this at the time. 
uh, in that little special, the managerial change special, which we did uh, at the end of last season and saying about having that fresh impetus on, on staffing. It's a very hard area to, to look at. It's a very hard thing to do because we've said it numerous times, managers come and go, assistant managers come and go, but quite often the, the backroom staff seems to have a lot more longevity to it and, and stay uh, for a lot longer. And if you look at the, the three in particular there, uh, who have obviously left the club today, um, it's one of those where they were very much a big part of David Flickcroft's era. And sometimes you can think, are they trying to influence it in the way which Flickcroft wanted it to be done last season which under a new manager when you're trying to implement new things and new ideas and new systems and new ways of playing isn't always the best thing to do and I think I remember saying at the time in that managerial special to Nathan and Cam that if it was me I, I backed the whole clear out I thought it was a good thing to do allow John Dempster to get his team in because we've sat and had the conversations about um, those relationships between the people around you when you're an inexperienced manager which Dempster is um, you need those experienced heads around you and you need those those people you can trust he'd worked ish loosely with um, the three in, in Pledge, Pledger, Ashby and uh, Taylor but never really on a one-to-one -one basis and you need the people around you that you can trust you need people whose methods you know and whose methods you understand and in turn understand your methods and methodology and way of thinking and something's clearly not been going right this season in terms of performances uh, hence the results which we've which we've had and maybe you have to look there maybe Dempster does want that opportunity to bring people around him who he trusts people around him who he can work with and uh, you know get involved with and and basically just try and turn things around any little thing can can help to to turn things around so it'll be interesting to monitor over the next two or three days especially uh, especially on Saturday away at Port Vale who is taking uh, the warm-ups and, and things like that and or whether Dempster and Glover are going to be a little bit more hands-on or whether people like Maguire, uh, Andy Burgess who uh, I know are involved in training are going to step up to the plate and uh, and, and sort that one out. Um, let, you, let me know your thoughts on that, let me go through a few of your comments now as I say I am on my own tonight due to no Nathan and no Cam um, so the podcast won't last uh, as long as it usually does and I'm sorry that you've, you're having to listen to me continually talk and rant um, let's get some of your comments in um, Alan says if we get Chris Coleman it will be like winning the lottery a good manager um, good manager in terms of he's had experience at a high level has he really won anything or dealt with this level of football before different kettle of fish between Premier League and League Two for me. Um, Jamie says talking about uh, Tuesday, we did play good football in the first half but no shots on target poor. Uh, again, agree with that. Um, I thought felt we played very well. I felt we played probably 90% towards near the best we've played under Dempster so far this season in that first half, other than the fact that we just lacked that composure and lacked um, the finishing killer touch in that final third but I believe that would have come in the second half as, as the game progressed but unfortunately Matt Preston uh, with that horrible rash tackle uh, needless tackle as well um, changed the complexity of the game entirely um, to, to stop that happening I'd like to see us 
go into that formation again at Port Vale. It was very, it was different to the one which we've been playing all season. Uh, we played last season style that three four one two, or in the last couple of games three one four two. We went to a three four three or a three four two one, if you want to look at it that way, with Amari and CJ just behind, um, uh, just behind uh, Danny Rose and him dropping back in. I liked that formation. I liked the way in which we pushed forward and, and we, we got on the ball and got Kieras and got over the top. If CJ had kept his head and been a little bit more composed and maybe not get the nerves, let the nerves get to him a little bit, maybe we'd have uh, saw a little bit more luck uh, in front of goal. Keep your comments uh, coming in. Um, Roger says rumours that Chris Coleman's at the Stags today. A lot of people saying that in the comments uh, as well. No idea. Uh, not been there today, so I, I can't tell you. Uh, I, I wouldn't if I knew anyway. Um, talking about John Dempster's interview, uh, Dempster mentioned in there that we're not a million miles away. Uh, Jamie, on the other hand, disagrees. He says we are a million miles away. Sorry, JD. Um, Roger says not a big fan of the five-a-side warm-up uh, before shots at goal. Think a general warm-up needed with a run at goal and shoot from distance uh, is needed. Um, Simon says, you look lonely, mate. I am. I am lonely. I miss, I miss you, Cam and, uh, and Nathan. I do miss you all. Uh, but I feel like your spirits are with me. Um, he says, in my opinion, I think relieving those personnel of their contracts, um, think they, they maybe see how John... We'll, I think we'll see how John Dempster reacts. And if there's no change, they will get rid. Just on the Cambridge game, uh, Preston wouldn't play a game for Mansfield for me. Um, Melvin says, got the club at heart, but watching and listening to him, Dempster that is, he lacks inspiration, motivation and leadership skills. He's out of his depth. I'm sorry to say we're going backwards. That's what Melvin says in the comments. Uh, Roger says, a fan near me said we played the best 20 minutes uh, of the season in the first half. I'd agree with that. Uh, and Liam asks, uh, if there's a managerial change, who would, you, who would be your preferred choice? Difficult one at the moment, isn't it? Because in terms of managers being freely available on the market in terms of those who've had success there's not too many you'd probably look at um, Phil Parkinson who probably who obviously left uh, Bolton uh, earlier on this season obviously Keith Hill um, and ironically David Flickcroft are now in there if Keith Hill would have still been available um, I would have looked at Keith Hill to be honest even though he has a relationship with Flickcroft he's obviously been there and done that um, not really many on the market for me Chris Coleman would be a risk but I know Chris Coleman in his career um, I don't even know why we're talking about this because Dempster's the manager um, but I suppose it's because the rumours are going around Chris Coleman in his career is one of those people who could come in and advise and work with Dempster maybe that would be a good thing because I think that is what Dempster needs he needs that experience around him I know Lee Glover's got that to an extent and there's no uh, I suppose you can say he's got that but you know two heads three heads is better than two two heads is better than one and so on and so on and so on and um, so there you go um, keep your thoughts coming in I uh, really want to hear your views I'm going to shut up for 10 minutes or so now well I am and I'm not ish uh, early today, I spoke to Nathan, who should have been with me tonight, but there's a very good reason for why he's not. Please stick with me whilst we, um, excuse me, whilst we play this next little bit from from Nathan, which we recorded early today. Keep your comments coming in. I'll go through them at the end. If you've got any points on what's said during man and Nathan's conversation, please do get in touch. I'm sorry that tonight's podcast 
Uh, it's an absolute ramshackle, it's all over the place. But it seems quite appropriate at the minute, doesn't it? Anyway, here's the question which you all want answering. Where is Nathan? I am in Chesterfield, unfortunately, but I've made sure I've had my jabs and all that before beforehand, so don't worry, I should come back uh, nice and healthy. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I uh, end up getting tickets to Jimmy Carr. I don't even like him. It's what's even worse. I'm not even that much of a fan, but my, uh, my brother... Uh, asked me to go and uh, end up getting tickets, but at that, at that point I didn't know it fell on a Thursday, so uh, I accept that uh, you know I will receive a forfeit for it in the future. Do, do you know what? I think you might get away with it because I think I've just realised that next Thursday I am also being dragged along to see a comedian I don't really like. Oh, so, what is happening? I know it's it's all going wrong and talking of things going wrong. Well, well, we were sitting here last week and we were talking about hopefully getting six points on the board and restarting our season and reigniting it. We've not reignited it at all. We've we've lit an inferno. What's happening? I know. It's completely gone the opposite way, hasn't it? Um, well, so we're both saying about going to see comedy acts. Well, unfortunately, we've been seeing that on a Saturday and a Tuesday lately. Uh, and that's not what we want to see, obviously. So, I mean, um, Tuesday night, you know, against Cambridge at home. To be fair, for the, for the first half, we did okay. You know, it wasn't actually that bad. We were creating chances. And some may say if uh, a little bit of more composure from a goal, you know, CJ's chance, uh, you know, for example, uh, it could have been a different different outcome. But the, the, even, even, even at that, the only reason I felt I was doing well is because Cambridge was so poor, which then makes the second half even more concerning because obviously... It was all turned on its head with, with Matt Preston. I mean, that was absolutely foolish. Um, you know, he, he certainly deserved the red card. I don't know how he was even trying to dispute it at the time. Um, deserved the red card. And I wouldn't even be surprised if he got a further ban. And he, he probably would deserve it. I know the club have uh, disciplined him with a fine, which is good. At least the club have taken action with that. Uh, but uh, it wasn't a good tackle. And it's at least, uh, you know, obviously the player that was on the receiving end of it um, you know, at least he was able to walk off, albeit limping, but um, it wasn't good, and that 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 killed the game for us because it was only one way it was going to go from then. And uh, well, when we conceded, we then went on to co- completely capitulate, and um, it then turned uh, a very very much toxicity again. No, oh, ding, ding, ding! I'm sure Cam will be uh, <laughs> raising his eyebrows as he's listening to this. For anyone who hasn't worked out yet. It's actually uh, 10 to 4, and me and Nathan are doing a little bit, little bit of a pre-record phone call so we can put this in the podcast tonight so we can try and keep the uh, band together. Uh, let's uh, talk a little bit more about some of the news which has uh, happened uh, today. Very interesting one. Sometimes, a lot of the time, especially on Tuesday, there was calls for John Dempster to be removed from his post. A lot of the time, though, people don't realise that the backroom staff... Uh, tend to stick around. Well, the opposite's happened this time. The manager is still in post. Touchwood, that has not been sacked in the last two hours since we recorded this. Uh, and uh, three of the back... Well, some staff... may say Touchwood, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it, would, it would be ridiculous knowing, knowing my luck that would, ha- that would happen. Um, so, Ian Pledger, the goalkeeping coach, fitness coach, Daryl Taylor, and senior performance analyst Dan Ashby have been released from their contract. What do you make of it all? The, the three backroom staff who were prominent in the uh, David Flickcroft era, was sacked alongside him, remember, have all been sacked again. It's, um, it's bizarre. I, you know, I, I don't really know 
you know, whether it's uh, a decision from the board or whether it's a decision from the management, uh, but obviously someone's made that decision there, and uh, I, I'm, I'm surprised by it, really, because, uh, I mean, we haven't looked very fit so far this season, so you could say, is that down to the, the fitness coaches and, and, and whatnot? Uh, is that there? Are they to blame for, for some of the, you know, the bad start that we've had so far? But then they was here last year when we were, albeit for... For eighty-five percent, ninety percent of the season, uh, a very, very good. I don't think fitness was ever an issue last season, so that was always. And you know, I can't ever remember that ever being brought up as an issue. So, um, you know, it, it's who knows what's going on there. Is it? Uh, is it? Is it something where it's it's them three because they were here and the flick cross? That are they sort of not happy with the way things are at the moment and and have sort of said some words that they shouldn't have done in return? Obviously, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I can only I'm, I'm just guessing as everybody else is who are supporters of the club uh, but it just seems a little bit a little bit odd um, and unless we've got anybody sort of ready to come in I, I don't really see the logic in it well that was but, the issue uh, that was the issue the first time around wasn't it obviously I remember doing the um, the managerial change podcast at your house when it all when it all kicked off when we had that 10 minute slot to do it in and we were trying to talk about this a little bit more and we were saying Obviously, the whole backroom staff's gone. It's an opportunity to go and build and for John Dempster to build his own backroom team. He then ended up appointing the three, the three aforementioned in Pledger, Taylor and Ashby anyway. So it almost had a sense like it wasn't his team. How much of an important moment could this be in Mansfield season? Carolyn uh, and the Radfords have, have made it clear on social media that Dempster won't be removed from his place, that they believe in longevity, which is fine and something that I can... And can get behind, but how important is it now for him to be trusted enough to go out and build his own team and get those relationships right? Well, he has to be given the opportunity, doesn't he? So, um, you know, it's just sort of uh, in in a way, it's do or die. You know, he's he's got to go in and and get the people he wants, um, and 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 then really, there's no excuses if if this is sort of um, something that he's using as a bit of an excuse to the bad start we've had and. Uh, you know, that's why they've got rid of them. Then, well, if he does come and you know, do get, does get new people in, and and the, the results are the same and the performance are the same, then obviously there is no excuse. So uh, you, you then have to say, and some are already saying that the book has to firmly lie with John Dempster. So, but the, but the issue is, it's it's just um, it's just a very strange timing of it all. Really, I think obviously things are a bit of a mess at the moment, uh, certainly on on the pitch anyway. Um, you know, it's sort of how long are they going to give it on, to to give him time to to work to turn it around? Because if they're thinking Christmas, well, if we continue in this form that we're in at the moment, we're going to be certainly for the targets that were set at the start of the season, we're going to be a hell of a long way off promotion, and unfortunately, we're going to be battling at the other end of the table. So the question is then: is, so first of all, is one. Um, is this an opportunity now for John Dempster to get his people in and put his identity on it and do things the way he wants it to if that hasn't already been happening? And then two, how long is he going to get to turn it all around? So they're, they're, they're big, big questions that the uh, the board and the and, you know the chairman and CEO have to uh, you know are going to have to deal with an answer. I'm sort of imagining what comments would have been coming in so far in tonight's show and we'll probably be doing uh, the same thing as, as this goes out uh, live. 
and I think that will be regarding the future of John Dempster. It's not something which I'm going to particularly go into in full now, but you mentioned there about setting targets and setting times. If you had to put a, a highlighter pen for a particular game where the book, as you say, would stop with him, where would it be? It would be, I mean, what, what date are we on now? It's the, uh, is it the 19th of September, is it? 19th of September at the moment, two games left yeah. in September. For me, it was the 17th of September. <laughs> well, there you go. I think that's I think that's a prime time to leave it, and I'm sure we'll pick it up uh, again next week as uh, we return on a different day, obviously, because I've realised that I've got a prior engagement on the Wednesday. We're not very good at organising, are we, on this podcast? No, we see <laughs> these last-minute uh, things that crop up, but we <laughs> just continue in the inconsistencies of the uh, Mansfield Town Football Club this season as well. We might as well join in with it, aren't we? Absolutely, because we didn't even realise that last week's episode was the 100th ever Mansfield Matters podcast, so next week we'll have a 100-ish party. How does that sound? It doesn't, it doesn't feel like we can celebrate at the moment, but we can we can try, and uh, who knows, let's, you know, let's hope we can go to uh, to Port Vale on uh, on Saturday and, 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 and get a win and sort of lift those um, spirits at the moment because obviously as, as, as we all know it's uh, everybody is, is pretty down at the moment with uh, both the results and the animosity off, off the pitch so let's just hope that uh, things can be turned around and we can celebrate on next week's podcast. Well you mentioned uh, the Port Vale game there and this this could go one of two ways we could end this little segment on a positive or end it on a negative. You might not be here in person, but you are here in spirit. So even though we haven't got your physical pound coin, I trust you to pay up more than what I trust Cam. Okay. I'm guaranteeing he's not brought a five tonight. Um, we'll, we'll find out in a minute. Uh, what is your prediction for the pound predictions as we take on Port Vale uh, this coming Saturday? Are we going positive, turning it around, or are you playing for points? I want to go positive because uh, I obviously want us to do well. And... Uh, during the 90 minutes, I'll try my best to be positive then as well. However, uh, you know, you've got to be in the game to win it, and it's all about the points. So uh, I think it's going to be very tough going away to Port Vale with our current form. Although I said that about Carlisle, so who knows? But I'm going to go for I'm going to go for a uh, right, do I go 2 0 or 3 0? I'm going to go for 2 0 defeat. 2 0 defeat, right? Well, I've written it down as I've written it down as 2 0. So if it's 3 0, you can't have it. Uh, enjoy Chesterfield tonight. I can't believe I've just swore on the podcast. Uh, enjoy watching the comedian that you don't really want to watch. I'll be suffering the same next week, and we shall see you back on the show next week on probably Wednesday at 6 30 ish. Nathan Edge, thanks very much for, for coming on. We'll see you again soon, my friend. Thanks for having me on. Nathan Edge there speaking to me uh, early today. Obviously, he's not with me uh, tonight. Thanks very much for sticking with us. Neither is Cam Felton, which is why it's a little bit ramshackle and all over the place. Uh, so I was writing a couple of things. Cam definitely hasn't brought his fiver by virtue of the fact that he's not here. Um, I hope he's, he's okay. I have spoken to him a few personal issues, which means he couldn't make it at the very last minute uh, tonight. So uh, you stuck with just me on my own. We've already heard from Stag's boss John Dempster. We'll hear from uh, Stag's star striker Danny Rose in just a minute. A couple of your comments coming through. We've also got a live poll uh, on our live version tonight as well. Get involved with this. Uh, me and Nathan were talking about um, putting a highlighter pen through how long he would personally give excuse me, uh, John Dempster in his job. I'll <coughs> excuse me, uh, give my answer in a, in a minute or so. He jokingly said after the Cambridge game, uh, just a little bit on that, I saw on social media, obviously a lot of people laying the blame at his door on um, 
on Tuesday night after the game. And to be totally honest, I know we've had a, a poor start to the season in terms of performances and results, but that was the the one game where I couldn't really, if I if I was a person who was pinning the blame, I couldn't really put it at his door because ultimately, like I wrote in the uh, in the blog on the Mansfield Matters website after the game, as I always do. Key moments change games, and we were playing really well, as I said, in the first half, but then the Preston sending off changes the complexity of the game. You could see from the reaction when you watched the video back that his teammates knew it was a straight red and that he deserved to walk, and a lot of them were baffled that he even argued with the referee. Straight away, it leaves us with a man a man short, and we have to almost shut up shop and go 4-4-1 with Rose as the lone striker and to be fair for a while we get away with it and we defend well but the only way we're going to score is through a set piece and we don't get the ball forward enough from a set piece and ultimately we switch off and give them a goal. Key moment number one. Key moment number two is when Rose beautifully back heels the ball in towards the middle for, for Andy Cook and he takes the world's heaviest touch, the keeper collects it and the chance is gone, they go down the other end, put the ball in the back of the net, 2-0 game over and they go on to score two more very easy, very schoolboy, very simple goals due to those um, uh, due to those uh, key moments in the game. So that is my reasoning for not um, putting the blame on that at John Dempster's door. And I think a lot of the comments aimed towards him have been absolutely vile and wrong. As Roger says in the comments, nobody deserves the abuse John Dempster got. I watched the post-match interview, which you can find on iFollow, on YouTube or wherever, uh, from Tuesday's games and I looked at a man who has given everything to the club as a player, everything to the club as a captain, worked his absolute nuts off in the academy to get it to the standard it is and produce good players and get it to a standard where it can go on and progress and I saw a broken man or a man who was starting to break and to have comments said to you like F off and die which is what he said was said is absolutely atrocious and I, I don't condone that whatsoever and I think those fans who, or those fans, sorry let me use inverted commas there, who made those comments need to take a long hard look at themselves and really question their behaviour because at the end of the day, yes we care about winning and losing, yes we care about progressing on the pitch and things like that but when you strip it back, football is just a game and the people involved with football are just human beings so I think you have to bear in mind what you say to people. Uh, on on that one. Keep your comments uh, coming in. Get involved um, with the vote. As I say, uh, we've got one at the moment. This is purely your opinion, just to gather your thoughts and your opinion tonight. Um, how long would you give John Dempster uh, as Stags manager? Would you give him to the end of the month? Would you give him five to ten games, or would you say, as long as he needs, I fully support John Dempster as manager? My vote, uh, by the way, I'm going to make my vote. Make my vote now is going to as long as he needs because. Yes, there has to be a, a point in which you have to evaluate things, but if you're looking at progression in terms of where we are this season compared to last, the performances from, from last season uh, were up there and we're way below par with those performances. But in terms of points gained at this exact point, we're actually only one behind, which is an interesting factor, an interesting way, and an interesting light uh, to look at things. Yes. Uh, the defeats in there aren't great um, and yes we drew more games uh, this season this time last season to accumulate that one more point and as we know that one point does make uh, does make a difference um, so again 
it's one of those fine mar it's fine margins, isn't it? If we can get you know a couple of back to back wins and see out September in a positive light against Port Vale and at home to Plymouth, then things do start to look look up and you gain that momentum like we spoke about on the show last week. If it's two more defeats, which would leave a run of four defeats, then you would have to start having a further look and evaluating things. But I think, especially with the news today about the backroom changes, it does suggest that things are being looked at and 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 that things are being implemented to change for the better. Like I said, it'd be very interesting to see who is brought in to fill those roles and help John Dempster uh, in his quest to uh, take Mansfield up into League One. Some more of your comments uh, now. Then do drop them in the comments. Uh, I'll get a few few more of them. Front, uh, I'll get a few more of them after we've heard uh, from Danny Rose tonight. Roger says, uh, in terms of uh, coaching, the thing I will get them practicing is shooting at goal scenarios after general training, i.e. running in at goal, then shooting. I bet they don't practice this enough. Forget the rest of the passing training as this comes natural during the game. Let me be the manager, please. They wouldn't miss as they wouldn't miss many after I finish with them. Everybody's a coach and a manager, aren't they? Uh, Richard says, it seems to me with the latest sackings uh, that the club wants to reset things, but the top brass don't want to sack John Dempster, which may still be too early to do. The only issue with that is how long do you wait to pull the plug if Dempster gets all of his own guys in and it still doesn't work. Again, get your votes in uh, on that one. For me, um, again, I'm fully supportive of him now. I'm fully supportive, like I said, I've said numerous times of him getting his own backroom team. It has to be allowed time to work. Obviously, we can't afford too many more games and scenarios and performances like we have been doing. Um, but I think it is on the cusp of coming when you remove that initial uh, frustration. We just need one of those um, one of those to drop in. Um, Jamie asks, did you see the Hymas comment on Facebook the other day saying that this is a five year plan? Dempster is here for the long term, but that was before the Cambridge game. No, I didn't, so I can't comment on uh, that. Um, social media has been used a lot lately, which uh, we should probably avoid talking about. Uh, Callum says, evening Craig, it's clear that the Radfords are planning for the long term. No manager's first job is ever easy and the beauty the abuse he got on Tuesday was unacceptable. Completely agree. Like he said in his interview, he's been a loyal servant to his club for seven years. I do believe we can do something good this season. We just need to make sure every single one of his players wants to play for the shirt and not just their wage slip. Again, completely agree. And I think that was highlighted in, in his interview, which we heard earlier in the show, uh, where he said um, the players that want to stand up and be counted uh, as men will be the ones who uh, who take part in his uh, plans he also mentioned in that uh, that people need to leave and he includes in people need to need to lead that's lead uh, and he includes himself in that we do need more leadership we do need some uh, a little bit more control over the game when things aren't quite going right we need that experienced and those experienced heads uh, to step in and we also need people to get stop getting stupidly sent off as well um, amongst all the um, the negatives and amongst all the uh, qualms and worries and issues which we've got at the moment there is a positive and that so far this season has been the performances of Danny Rose he squandered a great chance on Saturday um, at Crawley away where he did basically did an Andy Cook it was a role reversal um, but a couple of games early where he took a heavy touch when he should have put his lace, laces through the ball and, and put us 
into uh, into a lead. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, and uh, it's, it was one of those things where you just chalk it up to experience and learn from those mistakes. Let's see, though, what his thoughts are on Tuesday's defeat, what his thoughts are on going forward this season, and, of course, on that critical miss at Crawley away. Let's hear from the Stags' man in bloom. Danny Rose speaking to you. I follow Stags early today. It's a difficult one to take, especially after the first half performance. Um, I thought there was only one team going to go on and win it. I think if you ask anyone in the stadium that he's going to end up 4-0 to Cambridge, anyone, anyone would have thought that. It's a tough one to take, 4-0 obviously. Um, we've got ourselves a mountain to climb. Um, the red cars obviously not helped, so um, we've just got to train hard now and go into a Saturday. We came in, we did a bit of running, deserved, we, didn't have the, we didn't have the day off, we didn't deserve it at all. So. Um, We've got to train now, like I said, we've got to go into Port Vale now, hoping to pick up uh, three points in a massive game for us. We've gone into the, the change room after, uh, you know, straight away, he's always hands up, he's apologised. It's, it's a massive factor, it's a changing, it's a changing one. Um, we've, we've sat back after the red card, as, as teams do, and we've tried, tried nicking a goal off a set piece or anything like that, and unfortunately it's not happened. Um, so we just need to learn from our mistakes now, we need to go into Saturday keep 11 players on the pitch as, as much as we can and just go in there and need a big performance from the lads. I had one at Crawley, it was pretty much the exact same. I, th I feel for Cook, I think he's done the right thing in taking touch to be honest with you. I think that's what I tried doing at Crawley and took a big touch and I've, I've KO'd the keeper. But it, it's one of them where Cookies took a touch, if he takes, takes a little bit of a better touch and gets his shot off, it's probably going in. So it's one of them, but it, it's mistakes all over the pitch. It's not just that, it's not just that we've not gone 1-1. It's, uh, we've considered from a set piece with 10 men, that's, in my point of view, that's very criminal. You can't be doing that, you can't be losing your money, you can't be scoring from a second phase. So uh, we need to learn from these mistakes and we need to go again and, and just stay a bit more disciplined. Inconsistent is the word. We've had a couple of good performances against Carlisle, but I just think we need to keep that up for 90 minutes. Like, I think if we did that against Cambridge, I think there was only going to be a one winner. Unfortunately, we've not done that now, so we need to do that for 90 minutes against Port Vale, and I'm hoping to come out on the on the other side with three points. We're in a position now where we need to start getting points on board and we're playing catch-up, so we'll start with Saturday. It's a strange league, this one, because if you get back-to-back -back wins, you can always fire yourself up the table and be back in with a playoff shout. The home fans haven't been good enough in front of our own fans, we know that, and we need to we need to work on that when we go into Plymouth, but we need to concentrate on Port Vale now. I'm hoping that the fans can fetch themselves towards the game and get behind us. Just stick with us, um, just come in your numbers like they have been doing and just support us as much as you can. Port Vale's not a far one, so I'm hoping they can come in the numbers and support and get behind us and stick together. Stags star striker Danny Rose speaking to I Follow Stags early today. Again, you can watch that in full at mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. If you've just joined us, uh, welcome to the one-man party. Uh, yes, Mansfield Matters podcast has gone a little bit ramshackle this week. Nathan was on the show earlier on. If you've missed it, you can catch the audio version uh, later on today. He's in the C word watching a comedian uh, tonight, uh, he, which he didn't realise until this morning. And Cam, unfortunately, can't be with us. Uh, he's had to pull out at the very last minute. So unfortunately, you're stuck with me. So please do uh, keep your comments coming in for the next uh, five minutes or so, and we'll get through them. Uh, as much as we can. Let's go back to some of those uh, now. Hopefully I've not lost them um, as they're coming in uh, tonight. Um, Roger says, I genuinely felt a bit sorry for John Dempster Tuesday night. Here's someone trying his best. However, I suppose there comes a time that something has to change eventually if wins don't come. Uh, Callum says, I felt extremely sorry for him Tuesday, Roger. Watching his interview was hard to watch. He looked like he could have broke down and started crying at any point. We're all human after all. Um, and Jamie says, just a quick question, Craig. I feel the pressure now. Um, 
how come we can never break teams down when they go down to 10 men but when we go down to 10 men we cave in um i think john has just answered and summed it up very um very very actually in one word confidence um when we went down to uh 10 men at newport which i believe was uh, preston no was it preston melly it was melis getting sent off at newport when we went down to 10 men at newport We've managed to get ourselves back in the game at 2-2. So we had something to protect. We had something to fight for. We had something to battle for early doors in the season. And I think that helped a lot because we'd been so poor and then managed to turn it back to such a level. We had something to fight and battle for. Against uh, against Cambridge, because of the results which had been previous and the way in which we've been performing, that gathers momentum like that domino effect so to speak and that plays a huge part in confidence as John mentioned and I think because of the the way of the sending off and what led to it and the manner in which it happened it was one of those where there was a little bit of bewilderment from the Stags players in terms of thanks a lot mate you just left us right in the lurch you've left us up that up that creek without that certain paddle and I think that contributes to it a lot and we had to try and change shape, played in front of, let's be honest, uh, a, uh, a growingly hostile crowd in a growingly toxic atmosphere because of the way things are panning out. And it was just nervy. It was like walking on broken glass and, and walking on eggshells at times. Um, and I think that's perhaps why it didn't happen. So that's that's the answer I can give uh, to that. Keep your comments coming in. I'll take the last couple of them uh, now before we wrap things up. Uh, for tonight's one-man show. Um, Peter says, how many times do you see a player who has a good career at the club and like John Dempster, gone on to do further good work at the club, step up to the full-time manager and unfortunately uh, see things that are fairly solid suddenly and inexplicably begin to unravel? Invertibly said uh, player, inevitably said player gets sacked. Unfair in Dempster's case, if it happens, I think he needs an experienced guy in and let him be assistant or back to the youth setup. I think that's the thing, isn't it? And it goes back to what we were talking about at the, the start of the show. The um, changes which have been made today to the backroom staff with the three uh, people leaving um, have certainly contributed to that. It gives John Dempster the opportunity to bring his own men in because, let's be truly honest, they weren't his... They weren't his staff, um, they were Flitcroft's staff and some of them were even Adam Murray's staff. So it, it's one of those which allows Dempster to go and tinker and go and build the backroom team he wants. We said it numerous times before that, um, you know, managers who are successful have that backroom team around them. You look at... Um, David Flitcroft in, 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 in a way with uh, with Ben Futchy, look at Steve Evans with Paul Rainer wherever he's been. There's so many examples of managers. Keith Hill with David Flitcroft. Um, so I'm not just using him to keep using his name. It's just an example. There are so many examples of managers out there who have a backroom team around him, who have the same coaches, um, who you know go on and work together and work together at clubs and always seem to be together at clubs who then go on and 
and have success. It's trust. But when you are first starting out on building something and first start out on a journey, you don't have that trust. When you enter into a new relationship with someone, it doesn't click straight away. You've got to let it have time to build. You've got to let it have time to, to mellow and time to try and you know go on and um, go on and build and go on and uh, form. It doesn't just happen overnight. You've got to give it time to grow. Yes, it's a results-based business and eventually something will have will have to give. But in terms of points, like I said earlier, we're only one point behind where we were at this stage last season. And we've played a few more games because of the cup runs. We just need to bring the performances up to that standard. Once that happens, I, I believe in my heart of hearts that it will click and that in two or three months' time, we'll be sitting here having completely different conversations from where we are at the moment we just have to again stop looking so far ahead stop having that bar of expectation so high out of reach and just bring it back let's start at some more simplistic targets a clean sheet a goal a victory and build from there slowly slowly catchy monkey as they say in the game and um, that's pretty much it from me tonight again i can wholeheartedly apologize for a ramshackle version of the podcast i hope that it's not put you off too much and you will join us again before i go i must do one other thing i've just remembered and uh, nathan on the phone gave me uh, his prediction uh, for the pound prediction game here's my pound it's going in the pot nathan will owe me a pound cam still owes a fiver um i am going to say that we will turn it around sooner rather than later and i'm going to go for a uh, 2-1 victory at uh, Port Vale on Saturday, all fingers crossed. Uh, Cam misses out of this week's game, the pound prediction game. If you don't want to know what it is, each week me, Cam, and Nathan put a pound into the pot uh, and try and guess the score. A correct guess uh, earns you a point. The person with the most points at the end of the podcast season will win all the money in the pot. At the moment, only two of us have managed to guess a game right. Nathan guessed the opening day uh, to all draw correct, and I guessed the 2 0 victory. Uh, at Carlisle correct so we'll see uh, what happens throughout the rest of the season once again uh, I can only apologise for the ramshackle version uh, of the um, the podcast uh, this evening unfortunately Nathan was unavailable to us as he's gone to watch that uh, comedian in the C word and Cam had to pull out last minute these things happen uh, you know th these things do happen uh, so thank you very much for putting up with me for um, what is what just over just coming up to 50 minutes now so thanks very much for putting up with me and getting your comments in and helping the, the podcast flow a little bit more so it's not just a random guy in the back bedroom um, talking to themselves which realistically it is um, so there you go uh, we will be back uh, next week not however at the same time on the same day because I've done the same thing as Nathan I've been dragged along to watch a show of a comedian that I'm not really that, that, that into I'm going to watch Russell Howard in Nottingham next Thursday um, I do like him, but it's not my first choice. Uh, so hopefully we'll be with you on Wednesday at 6.30ish. Uh, so come and join us uh, for that. Get yourself to Port Vale if you can do so. And whatever you do, just remember that the season is still young. Um, changes, I'm sure, will be made over the, the coming days to bolster that backroom staff following those departures today. Rumours are rumours. Just let them be. let them be that. Let them float down the grapevine. And just stay behind the manager and the player, the players. This is the same squad of players, 90% of which who enjoyed a very good season last season. They've got the potential in there. 
uh, to unlock and to go and progress. The players we've brought in have also got the potential to unlock and add to that. Excuse me, so let's go on and do that. All it, all it takes is one positive performance, one good result and uh, three points uh, on the board. So let's go and do that. The comments made on social media by some people uh, this week have just been ridiculous. The comments which were made towards John Dempster, like the one we alluded to earlier, the F off and die comment, there's no place for that in football uh, whatsoever. Hurt, angry, deflated, disappointed, choose whichever feeling you want to. But remember that people will quit and give up on you. You've got to wake up every day and not give up or quit on yourself. I don't think John Dempster will, so let's fully get behind him and hopefully, touch wood, fingers crossed, bring three points back home from Port Vale and hopefully two more podcast members this time, well, this time next week, itch. I've been Craig Priest, thanks very much for watching the views expressed in this broadcast. As always, solely those of the individual and not those of their associated organisation, etc, etc, etc. This is a show for fans to have their say on their team. This is the Matchful Matters Podcast. I'll see you next time. players that want to stand up and be counted as men will feature and it's going to be interesting to see how people react when there's adversity who's going to be like I say stand up and be counted who's going to fight who's going to produce the goods who's going to perform away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.